Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. How the hell we feeling here on a hump day? Hey, good morning. Ready to roll, man. Come on. Yeah, come on. I mean, I'll be honest with you. This song puts me in a terrible mood every uh, sort of the show. It's all right. It's, a it's an awful song. Yeah, you know. Awful listen, song. Nobody's perfect. All right. All I do is pick banger after banger after banger when we do these show opens. But you know, I mean, all, it's uh, the same song. So it's the same song. It's, it's not, a banger. Not it's a terrible song. No, nah, listen. Uh, I'm not going to accept this criticism this early in the morning. Come on, get fired up. Come on, Var. Let's go. I, I, I just told you, I'm fired up. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's that song, man. Find another song. It's something else. Yeah. So we will uh, we will effort that song. Uh, we should have that changed by uh, I think in October thirty second. Should probably should have that changed right about then, and we'll cool. get a brand new song in, cool. and everybody will be off and running. But we must start with uh, a team that we've talked about here that feels like there's a pretty glaring issue with the organization. Feels like there's a change Glare. that needs to be made within this organization. I thought and, there were changes. Uh well. According to Mike Tomlin and uh, LeVar's Pittsburgh Steelers and Eddie Garcia's Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, after their loss to the Houston Texans over the weekend, which they got throttled by a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett got injured and he's dealing with a bone bruise and they don't know whether or not he's going to play this week or whatever the hell's going on there. But according to Mike Tomlin, after viewing what he viewed in this game on Sunday, he's identified what the problem is and there will be some changes made. Regardless of whether we win or lose or win close games or or, or not in close games, Regardless of whether we win or lose or win close games or, or, or not in close games, uh, the physicality com- component of it needs to be non-negotiable. Uh, that's just how we function. That's Pittsburgh Steelers football. So that was uh, Mike Tomlin there talking. He also so went on saw. to say, yeah, he also went on to say uh, there's going to be some things that they do different in practice. Uh, and this, was, yeah, yeah, more from uh, Mike Tomlin here. 
There were several things that were very disappointing about the game. I think chief among them uh, was the fact that Houston, we thought, were more physical than us and played harder than us. Um, and that's something that's, that's got to change immediately. I, I felt that in stadium. I expressed that after the game. And so we got to look at what we're doing in an effort to make sure that that doesn't reoccur. And specifically, in terms of the structure of preparation, makes us look at uh, our practice attire. The last couple of weeks, um, due to a variety of circumstances, short weeks via Monday night football, short weeks because of travel adjustments, et cetera, we've been in helmets in preparation. And I think the start of that game, us warming up to the physicality component of it, probably had something to do, particularly at the early stages of the season in terms of development and, and fundamental development, uh, practicing in helmets. I thought they had better pad level. You hear that? Get your Rydells ready. They're going to start clanging and banging on the practice field. I mean, things to change. I was a quarterback, so it it didn't impact me quite as much. Like, there'd be times where, um, as a quarterback, you want to go out with your shoulder pads on because it's so different to throw with those than not with them on. Um, But, LeVar, that has to be, like, the worst thing if your season's not going how you want it to be going. And then your coach comes out and says this. Is that somewhat accurate? I mean, he just called them soft. I mean, right, nobody but I'm wants, he to wants to be called soft by their, their coach. Clanging and banging. Rydell on Rydell. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the pros. How how much how much clanging and banging are they going to do? Like how much? I mean, clack. He can he can say that, and he can get them into uh, a more physical style of practice. But you know, being this far into the season, which it's not very, very far, but it's it's far enough along where if if you're trying to turn up the the intensity level in terms of the physicality of of the practices with pads, I, I would I would venture to say that that could go terribly wrong. That could go terribly wrong, and if if your guys aren't used to to practicing a certain way if they're not used to the physicality of of what you're talking about and you just because you lost and you were you know not the more physical team I mean I think you run the risk of of losing guys physically due to injury but I think you also run the risk of losing guys mentally now you may so- get some are you you think may get some ring? that are going to respond. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you think of bull in the ring? Yes. What are we thinking here, Far? Yes. I don't know. Oklahoma drills. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. Ego Alley. You know, I don't I don't, I don't what know. Was the, what was the, the drill that you liked the most and the one you hated the most? Just real quick. I what just was, played was, ball, man. Like, oh, I, didn't, okay, I didn't get into all of that. Like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't get out there like, oh, I hate this. Like, if we did bull in the ring, I'm going to F you up. Yeah. You know, if we did yeah. Ego Alley, I'm going to do my best to I'll, I'll give you the one I hated the most. You know Which what one, one I hated? Which one? Nine on seven. Did you hate nine, nine on, seven. on seven? I love nine on seven. Because you don't throw. And on top of that, it's not realistic. Like, right, yeah. You be doing stuff, you're like, that backside edge is not going to play an outside zone that way because I might boot off of this. That's correct. They're never going to play it this way. That's they correct. They just know they're doing it for this drill to look good for the coaches. The funniest and, thing is, though, you guys always ran inside of where the 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 center was. 
It's like y'all cutting back where the center is up to the other side of the ball, and that's not realistic either. You know what I used to do? I used to keep the ball sometimes, not tell anyone. Huh. I'd be like, ha-ha, told you. Huh. Not huh. playing this for real? We never touched her. Here. We definitely never touched her, ever. Were we ever allowed to get close to her or touch <laughs> what her? What do you so, mean? The I, I get it. That's, that's what they say. That's insulting. That's what they say. That's all right. We don't get Come to on, touch man. her at all. We get to look at her. We get to get close to her. We get to see her. But touch her, that, that's not. That's just not going. That's, that's not a man. part of the book. So, in a physical in a physical matchup, that's you're not going to see that place. You know. So yeah. Uh, so so we just need violence in yeah. the Berg to get yeah. ready. For we need some games. energy from the Berg. Yes. You know? Yeah. The four one two may as well be called the 187 after they get done with practice. That's what we're talking about here. We need straight-up violence. We need physicality. We need Pittsburgh Steeler football. We need Greg Lloyd to walk on that practice field and go, I can live in this world. I could be a part of this. That's what we need, LeVar. That's what we need out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin just called them out for it. He just told them they, they, they know Greg Lloyd. They're no Kevin Green. They're, they're no Joey Porter. They're, yeah, but they got T.J. Watt. Harrison. He's got the 80-some sacks faster than any of them. Yeah, T.J. Watt. Now, T.J. Watt ain't playing around. Mm-mm. He ain't playing around. Highsmith didn't either, man. He's really developed into something. He, off the he's edge, pretty nice. Like I said, there's a few guys that, that are going to try and challenge the rest of them to raise their level. They are going to be the ones that represent Mike Tomlin's desires. But – I just don't know how realistic that is. I, I really don't. You're going to turn up the – you're going to ratchet up the the way you practice. I mean, how – you know, how is that going to turn out? There, there's only one way to solve this. Make everybody a wedge breaker for a day. In fact, today's the day. Wednesday wedge breaking. Everybody's a wedge breaker. Oh, mm. you you think you're that's appropriate? Well, we just put on film for our fan base last Sunday? Cool. Try this on for size. I don't care who it is. You line them up, and they got to go break a wedge on kickoff. That's what I do for three hours. Well, and then in that situation, you got to have people that are going to be your wedge. So it's going to get. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this ends. I don't like. I'm a, like I said, I'm a tremendously large Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I'm also a tremendously, you know, real person, and and I shoot from the hip. And I'm not going to sacrifice that for fandom. I'm not going to sacrifice it for family. I'm not. I'm going to just tell it the way that I see it and how I feel about it. it. Yeah. And I just don't, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, you still haven't addressed the biggest issue. What's that? Which is your offensive coordinator. Oh, thank you for announcing that. Do you guys want me to give you some stats? Yeah. Can I give you some stats? Go. Okay. Do you know? Do you know there's only one team worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers as far as the end result of a drive being a turnover or punt? <laughs> 67% of the time, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive drives have ended up in a turnover or punt. <laughs> the only team worse than that is the New England Patriots, who sits somewhere around 70%. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, fans. how does that feel if you're a Steelers fan that two-thirds of the time it's either you're giving the ball back to the other team one way or, that, or another? No. That's, how, that's how this is resulting in. That's yeah. amazing. How about this one for you? Third down conversion percentage. 
inside of field goal range, okay? So inside of field goal range is determined within 35 yards of the end zone, okay? 10%. They're, they're 10%, the worst by far in the league, not even close. New England's actually up closer to 20%. But 10% conversion rate on third down, basically in plus territory and field goal range, not even really giving themselves a shot at trying to get a touchdown. They're almost settling for a field goal. Like, it, it's just, it's archaic. I, I can give you more stats and break this down, especially since Matt Canada has taken over. It is archaic, the offense that they're playing. They don't have any idea what they're doing. And it's holding them back. Like, the stat essentially was, if the defense holds their opponent to 22 points or less, they win a, a bunch of their games. A bunch of their games. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers defense doesn't, they're like one in fifteen or something like that over the period of time that, you know, I, I think it's it's I don't I forget how long it dates back to, but it obviously correlates with Matt Canada as their play caller. And the essence is like, look, you could say, well, this is a defensive led team. Great. At some point, if you want to win the division, win the conference, win a Super Bowl, yeah, in this today's day and age, you got to be able to put up points. And it's awful if they don't. If the defense doesn't show up, the offense cannot carry this team. Mm. And that is schematic as much as anything else. I can take you into a deeper dive into the lack of movement before the football, motion, shifts, you know, different formations, variety of personnel groupings with those formations, with those movements. They don't do it. Not when you compare it to everyone else in the best in the league. Mm. It is tough sledding for Kenny Pickett. It's tough sledding now for Mitchell Trubisky. And that's the world that the Pittsburgh Steelers fans live in. And I, and I feel bad for them. I, I really do. I, I just look at it. I don't it think I, that's corrected by more physical practice either, <laughs> by the way. That basically says if we're more physical, we can run the ball. That's, to me, that's what it says. It, I mean, he is loyal, though. I'll say that. Like if, yeah. if at, at the end of this whole thing, Matt Canada is going to look back and go, man, I had a ton of opportunities and, to figure this out. And by the way, for the record, I have no vendetta versus Matt Canada. Zero whatsoever. The only thing I'd say is like it's impacting the perception and the careers of a lot of the players out there. And that's the unfortunate part for those guys is they have to take the criticism and they're the ones that ultimately will be impacted by this as far as how this whole thing goes. Yeah, that sucks. Well, they're already being impacted because they're – I mean – I love Mike Tomlin to death, but it just sounded like scapegoating the players. So it sounded like, and it's not like one has to be false for the other to be true or one to be true for the other one to be false. It could very well be both. They very well could have been not physical enough and they got out physical by, you know, the Texans. That could be very true, but everything that you said is also very true. You you know what's damning about them too? The Texans were playing with four backup offensive linemen. And that was the result. And that, that's a rookie quarterback. That's a first-year head coach. Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator, just to put it into comparison, never called plays before. Has never called plays. Guess what tree he comes from, though? Mm. The Shanahan tree. Uh, I knew you was going to say it. I mean, that's the reality of where we're at right now in the NFL is no one has done a better job of developing young offensive minds than Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan. 
That's just the truth. It's it's not even debatable with all the people that have come from their tree that have extended off there that are now OCs or head coaches. I mean, that that's just the truth of the matter. So it, it's crazy to me that if you're Pittsburgh and you're Mike Tomlin, and I said this before what, last week, with the way Eric Bieniemy has helped out with Washington started, like, why not bring him in last year? Why not give him an interview? Kick the tire, see if he's not a good fit. And, I mean, I just, and he's always so many been things. accused of being so hard-nosed. Yeah. You know, that's a Tough Pittsburgh trait. That. There you that's go. That's a Pittsburgh trait. There you go. Well, I, I know well it's this. too late for that now. Listen, uh, if you're eating a Permanis at practice this week, you better have your mouthpiece in. I know that because they're going to start lining up and cracking. That's how we're working this. Yeah, work. I know. Yeah, I know. that's how this is happening. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Not sure what that was. Uh, you can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> I was looking something up. My Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Choose and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. So the New England Patriots have a long track record of success. All the Super Bowls, you know, all the allegations that there's no way they could possibly be this good. They had the greatest player in the history of the NFL in Tom Brady, who was, you know, running the show there for a long, long time. Bill Belichick's chasing Don Shula for all-time career wins. But it does feel like they've reached a point in the Belichick era where things are starting to look completely the opposite of how they did for all those games and all those years when Tom Brady was there. Now, there's a couple of different layers to all this. Uh, the first layer uh, we must point to is the quarterback, Mac Jones, who had an awful game against the Dallas Cowboys over the weekend. His offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, though, he has some faith that, that Mac Jones is going to be able to figure this thing out and don't worry about what happened this past Sunday. Let's focus on the future. I thought that last game for Mac, some of the the decisions that he made were very uncharacteristic of Mac, and I think he'll he'll get back to to doing it the way you know he knows how to do it. And he's just trying to make a play. He's wanting to win. He's very competitive, and you know maybe the plays weren't great. So I have to be involved in that big time with him. I understand that. You know I think you'll see a lot of improvement in Mac as we keep moving forward here. All right. So a lot of optimism there. What's well, not? I mean, you can't go too far backwards right oh geez i mean they say rock bottom is the best place to start getting better <laughs> i mean there's been there's been worse quarterback performances that we've seen uh is that, can, I think, can i ask you this yeah like if i if i go through all of these teams name something their offensive have have, have in common san francisco philly buffalo kansas city dallas miami Baltimore, maybe Detroit, Tampa, and Seattle. What's one thing offensively you, you think all these teams have in common? Uh, quarterback and wide receivers. Okay. Let's talk about the second part. Maybe with the exception of, you'd say, Detroit. Even though I, I, I love Amon Ross Sam Brown, I think he's a hell of a player. Josh Reynolds has played outstanding for them. You'd say like there's they have they have dudes, they have guys, they have a guy either a go-to guy, a guy with speed, like San Francisco with Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel, right? Philly's got Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Buffalo's got Diggs, Kansas City, I don't know, maybe that's the first one you go, ah, eh, maybe maybe not, depending on how you look at their their summary of pieces. Dallas, Ceedee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, 
Miami, obviously Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Baltimore, I mean, they've got OBJ, but really Zay Flowers or Shot Bateman. I mean, every single one of these teams, Tampa, you got Godwin, you got Mike Evans, Seattle, DK, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They've all invested. They've all loaded their roster with, with speed and dynamic playmaking ability. That has been the Achilles heel for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in drafting and identifying those big-time star wide receivers. Outside of having Randy Moss, and you could say Edelman, you could say Wes Welker, they found those guys in the later rounds. And not, not the same type of player I'm talking about. It's just, I think that's the one position they have, really he has, because he's the general manager, consistently missed on. And, they, and you've got to have that in today's game. And they don't, and I think it's showing up right now in their offense with what it looks like. It's really been tight end play that's been a success for them with Gronk, even when Aaron Hernandez was there. Nikhil Harry, they tried that. That didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, there's, it's... They're, they're definitely lacking in that department. They've had slot receivers, though, like you guys said, and like Edelman and Amendola. And but those were even, late picks that guys like Edelman, who was a quarterback that converted to wide receiver. Yeah. He wasn't. So it's not like you're talking about a number one a wide number receiver. One, a bona fide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Because even going back to Troy Brown and David Patton, they weren't necessarily in givens. They weren't ones. So, I, I mean, I. It makes sense, and and and, and you, it makes you wonder why they haven't. I mean, they did have Randy Moss at one point, but it was an that older was Randy Moss. That was back in 2007, yeah. right? They almost went undefeated with him. Um, and maybe they I need to know. make a move like that. But, it, like, literally, let me – I can go through the years of, of where they've drafted guys. Like, this year they drafted Kayshawn Buat out of LSU in the sixth round. You know, two years ago, uh, Tyquan Thornton in the second round. Nothing's really, you know, come from that. Trey Nixon the year before that in the seventh round. You actually go back to the 2020 draft. They didn't draft one wide receiver. 2019 is the year they drafted a first-round pick in Nikhil Harry, who's now just was activated with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Braxton Berrios is no longer with the team back in 2018. That was a sixth-round pick. I mean, you go through the years, 2017, no wide receivers drafted. 2016, Malcolm Mitchell in the fourth round. I mean, it's they really have not looked at this position, the draft, at all. 2015, no wide receivers. 2014, seventh-round pick in Jeremy Gallon out of Michigan. Aaron Dobson, second round, 2013. Jeremy Ebert, seventh round, 2012. Josh Boyce, fourth-round pick. I mean, they just and have none of not those names looked at hold any sig- – I hate to say it, well, but it's not – those aren't significant names. No, and that's what I'm saying is if you go yeah. back and if you look at, like, Brennan Ayuk, was he a late first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or second round? Debo was a second he? round. Yeah. Ayuk might have been second. But you look at, like, go through the Devontae Smith first-round pick. A.J. Brown was a second, ended up trading for him, gave him a boatload, might as well be a first-round. Stephon Diggs was a later-round pick, but obviously Buffalo ended up bringing him for a boatload because they saw he was a difference-maker, right? Um, Kansas City Chiefs, when they had Tyreek Hill, he was kind of more converted, but then they paid him because he became that. And they haven't necessarily spent as much juice on that since, but we'll see if that doesn't change. CeeDee Lamb, first-round pick. I mean, Miami Dolphins, Waddle, first-round pick. Like, there's so many. Rashad Bateman with the Baltimore Ravens, first-round pick. Zay Flowers was also a first-round pick. 
Was he second? Uh, Zay Flowers was a second, I believe. Oh, might have, might have, no, he might have been a late first. I think it was a late first. Yeah. You know, it's and obviously Miami gave up a ton to get Tyreek Hill there. Uh, Mike Evans, first-round pick. Chris Godwin was a second-round pick. Uh, Metcalf, second-round pick. Fell to them, though, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what team you're talking about. Browns, they have Amari Cooper, former first-round pick. I mean, you go through the list of teams. They've invested and they've looked at the wide receiver position and said one of two things. We need to find a dependable number one guy we can throw a 50-50 ball up to that's going to make a play or when he's double covered. Or we need a guy who can separate, a guy with extreme speed. They've either found it via the draft, high in the first round, or somewhere in the first round, second round, or they go find it in free agency, or they go trade for it. The Patriots have not bought into it. And I I think it's killed them since Tom Brady's left. And honestly, even towards the end of Tom Brady's tenure there, and I think he saw it. Because when he went to Tampa, he brings Gronk. They've got Godwin. They've got Mike Evans. They've got these other pieces. He, he probably looked at that roster and said, this is better for what this league is at right now. And, and tell me this. When, when were the two years where Tom Brady threw the football most in his career? I mean, the last two years, right? The last two years in Tampa. Yeah. And, and so you get a glimpse of maybe what Tom wanted to be and wanted to do his entire time in New England, and maybe Bill Belichick didn't want to do that. I just think there, there's, there's, there hasn't been a focus and, and more concern over getting that position right, especially now around Mac Jones. And I think that's hurt their offense in a big way. And like Juju Smith-Schuster, man, there's been talks that his knee w- has not been 100% since he's been there. Like that, that seems like it's not going well. Um, I, I thought they were the team that should bid and outbid Tennessee for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if he was there and available and in for a visit, that felt like that was a move that they should have made, and he ended up going with Tennessee because they probably offered him more money. Like, that that felt like that where that should go. But, yeah, it's – and then, you know, on top of all that, now you go to the defensive side. Matthew Judon's got that bicep tear, the lower bicep tendon tear. He's going to be out a couple of months. Christian, That's a, that's a tremendous blow. A terrible. That was, if there was one guy I'd say you couldn't lose on that team – in order for them to have a chance to have some real success, it'll have been him. And and give them credit for this. He's been a great signing. That's been one of those free agent signings that they brought over that, that has worked out really well. But like Christian Gonzalez, the rookie cornerback, he's been off to a great start. Now he's dealing with an injury. It just – it feels like – and I'm not saying this to be funny – their goals should not be to make the playoffs. It should be to not finish in last place in their division. You got to have that one up on the Jets. You got to have it. They lost Rodgers. That's where thing. That's where we're moving the goalposts on success for the Patriots. Forget playoffs. Just don't finish in dead last in that division. Well, everyone's going to look at the quarterbacks, and you're going to say, "Well, how would you rank the quarterbacks in the uh, AFC East?" Now, now, I'm saying if Rodgers is healthy, you wouldn't put Mac Jones above any of the other no, three. No, 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 no way. Okay. So then what do you need to do in order to compete? Don't you need to surround him with more talent then? Yeah. And I, if you're going to rank the wide receivers in the AFC East, would you put the Patriots above anyone else in that division? No. 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 I mean, Diggs and, and Gabe Davis are a better combination than anything the, the Patriots have. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I mean, and whoever you want to pair him with for the Jets. Yeah, Lazard. Probably Alan Lazard, you know, Cobb, whoever you want to talk about their supporting cast, but... It's like that. That's that to me is just for whatever reason it like flies under the radar. I think when talking about the concerns about this New England Patriots offense, the team in general, 
And, and now defensively, Judon's out. And then you got Christian Gonzalez, who's banged up their first-round pick, who's been fantastic. Great. And by the way, that, that's not like saying that New England hasn't gotten picks right at other positions. They have. They've been really successful d- drafting defensive players, especially in the first round, and finding other players. It's just for whatever reason, the wide receiver position is one they haven't focused on, and other teams have, and other teams are surpassing them right now. Do you think that was also part of the reason why, and, and we'll probably touch on this later on because he's been in the news recently, but do you think that's part of the reason why Josh McDaniels elected to leave when he did? Because it felt like he was the heir apparent, that that's where that was headed for Belichick, and he just decided, eh, let me go take the Raiders gig. And just, I, I wonder if he saw the writing on the wall and just realized, man, there's not a whole hell of a lot to work with here. And I'd rather go, if I'm if I'm going to strike, I'd rather go now before I start taking a hit, a la Matt Canada, but for Struck different out. reasons. Striking Yeah, out. I start taking the hit because our offense isn't producing because we don't have guys that we can depend on that can compete at, at the same level as some of these other guys in the division. I wonder if that was part of the reason. That still could probably work out, though. He might not be in, in, in Las Vegas much longer. So yeah. he could end up back in, in New England if if it de- if it doesn't work out. Who's to say that that still can't work out? I mean, it's funny. The the outside perception of the Raiders right now graded one and three, and um, you know, they're, they're tied in the division at one and one, is, is that everyone wants them fired. Mark Davis has been adamantly <sighs> defending them. Damn, damn right he is. And, and, it, and it's just, it's interesting, and I'm not saying the Raiders are a playoff team. I, I I didn't think they would be this year, but they're one and one in the division. They're one and three overall. Like a team that's 500 in their division only played two games so far, they're not out of it. I mean, you'd be you'd be more like you'd be hard pressed to find any team right now that's completely out of it. That, like the teams that I get concerned with are the Bengals, who are already 0 and two. Oh yeah, it's over in the division. You know, the Browns, who are one and two in the division. Like you start looking through some of the teams that are already that played a lot of divisional games early are already behind the eight ball. Panthers zero and two in the division. Yeah, then that that record hits a little different because at least you have the chance of winning your division and hopefully being able to then make it in the playoffs that way. But if 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 you haven't played many divisional games with a bad record, that's all right. Like you win your division, you still got a shot. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, listen, uh, you know, they got all those Super Bowls they can look back on and everybody can celebrate and have fun with that. And at least they can hang their hat on that if you're the New England Patriots. And Bill O'Brien's is not he's not worried about what's going on with Mac Jones. Plus, the thing with Mac Jones is you never know when he throws a pick whether or not he's going to light somebody up on defense with a dirty play. And that, to me, is a heartwarming tale. If somebody he lights like, them up or teabag them. Whatever, that too. Oh, okay. Gator roll, like you name it. Gator roll, teabag, anything you want, Mac Jones will provide especially if he's trying to get some revenge on a pick. I like him. He's he's very feisty, that Mac Jones. He is um, feisty. I like it. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. He's, he's got a little Belichick in him almost. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a little something to him. A little short-fused. I like the guy. Yeah. I, I, I want to dap him up. And I'll give him a, maybe a high five. How would you dap him? Yeah. Hey, drop Jonas, get it. Well, you want to do Top Gun? Yeah, on, Top Gun. Oh. Yeah. Right there. That's yeah, Sam, we don't guy. need sound effects, but we got it on our own band. Yeah, you see how High long five. you see how long Brady's arms are? Come on. Yeah. Do it High again. Five. Do it again. Yeah. Top Gun. The Top Gun is my favorite though. Yeah. That's and, jo- and Jonas times it up well. Yeah. I just felt yeah. like this 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 time around, I don't know that you guys executed as, as well. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. I don't man. know. I didn't feel as impressed. Like it's usually pretty, pretty impressive. This one I was kind of All right, like, here we go. Up right. top. That was a good one. 
Now, yeah. you to- just when I thought you guys couldn't be any more off on your timing, you go and do this. And to- – Totally redeem yourself. Yeah. That that last one was pretty good. I'm telling you, man. Now that one was good. Arms like that, you can't let those go to waste. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the 
trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Right now, it is another Wednesday tradition. It is the old P. Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on the Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports, a Fox College football analyst. P, what's happening? How are we feeling? Everything's all right, I guess. (laughs) Just all right? Well, it's an interesting time of year for me uh, because, uh, because of the schedule. I do like two games a week all through... September, or at least the last three weeks, so six games in three weeks. That's a lot of football. And now that the baseball playoffs has started, I go back to one game a week. That's the that's the magic of Fox Sports. Uh, working for Fox Sports for, for many years, what happens is they work you so much, and I'm proud to do the work, that a normal work week feels light. So, but the, then the radio gets a lot heavier because there's no Dodger baseball this week because all the wild cards and they don't play till Saturday or Sunday or something. So that means a lot of four hour radio shows, yeah, but only one football game. So a little bit of a shift in October. You get super excited when you get those preempted, uh, preempted uh, dips that take place. Dips you go to like a two hour, one hour show. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that happens throughout the summer, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's inconvenient because, yeah. you know, you have stuff during the day that you're used to doing. But, uh, yeah, that's usually when the baseball's – and then, you know, the Clippers come and we stop, you know, we go early for Monday night football or Thursday night. The schedule is forever changing, LeVar. And, yeah. Petrus, you guys do have a great relationship with the Clippers, so – that's oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're excited to cover them. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Stafford's family. Lovely lady. Yeah. And my apologies to her. Yeah. Uh, she Pet- doesn't have me to kick around on Sunday <laughs> nights anymore. If she wants, oh. if she wants to get after me, she can. Uh, she can watch Texas Tech, Iowa State. <laughs> She's got Jonas now. <laughs> Not at all. Hey, Petros. And again, it sits across from him. Uh, is the USC defense, is it Golf better? Guy. Is it, uh, yeah. is it better or worse than last year, the Trojan defense? Well, I don't think – Lincoln Riley says that if you say that it's the same, that you have an untrained eye. So I don't want to expose myself as a crappy football analyst and say it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels mighty the same. Uh, I, I'm beginning to suspect – and maybe I'm being a little sarcastic in saying this, that Lincoln Riley doesn't care much about the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And if he does, he cares about the defensive side of the ball playing second fiddle to his fabulous and brilliant offense, which has always been the case when he's the head coach. He's not a guy that does anything at all to help the defense. And you say, well, what is that? Well, it's really just running the ball and running clock and handling your game management down the stretch in a different way than just trying to score points as quickly as possible and rack up stats for your Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. The example is 
USC ran the ball nine times in the second half against Colorado. And I think, I don't know, Brady might have been on a plane at that point, but I think they had a 34-14 lead or something at halftime. Yep. And, and they only ran the ball nine times. Of those nine runs, they only called six of them. Three of them were just Caleb Williams scrambling when he had dropped back to pass. So that's not helping your defense at all. I mean, USC, I saw, was running tempo early, you know, late, all throughout that second half when they could just be taking the air out of the ball, keep your defense off the field, get out of there with dignity, as opposed to having Dion find some way to celebrate at the end of the game. So it's been a lot of that in the Lincoln-Riley era, and, and I think that that's what, that's what he prefers. That, that must be the kind of football team he wants to coach. And I'm sure he believes they can score 50 points in every game and win, but they've never had an undefeated type of season when he's the head coach at Oklahoma or USC where they do run the gauntlet and are able to do that to every single team. You, you have to, at some point, be able to stop somebody at some time. And yeah. you have to set your defense up to be able to do that with play calling and complimentary football, I guess, is the way that they, they term it these days. And it just doesn't exist at SC. I don't want to say it's the same as last year because that makes me look stupid. But it feels a lot like last year when people don't get off blocks, they don't fight to the tackle. Look, I did USC Colorado last year, and I think probably like 9 million less people watched it. <laughs> but Colorado ran the ball on USC last year. Deion Sanders actually called run plays, and, and or that tall guy from Kent State called a bunch of run plays, <laughs> and they ran the ball on USC. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's a team out there that couldn't run the ball on Alex Grinch's defense. And if that looks a lot like last year and that exposes me as a troglodyte analyst, then, you know, for shame for me, I guess I'm, I'm not a trained football it- eye. It's a thin margin for error, right? Because all it takes is one bad day for Caleb Williams. And even though he feels invincible, it's like, well, we all have our bad days. You just right. hope that day is not on a day that you're playing Utah or Oregon or whoever. And, and um, I don't know if Utah can score with him, but I know Oregon and Washington can for sure. Right. So, right. Um, I, I was going to ask you, just looking at the landscape of college football, it's, it's kind of cool to see where we're at right now. Like, I don't think we have that definitive number one team. Maybe you feel differently, but this feels like a year where I'm excited to see what the playoff looks like. It ends up being, but I'm kind of excited for like a 12 team playoff too, because this would have been probably in my opinion, the the perfect year for that, because you do have so many teams that could be in the mix that I think match up and, and would be interesting to see them square off. Do you see the, the college football landscape as that right now, now that we're kind of technically almost halfway through or halfway through? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, Texas is going to tell us a lot, right? Texas got through September, beat Alabama, and they look a lot better up front. Now, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting behind Sark. I've done it for years. And every and every year, they end up winning uh, six or seven games. <laughs> so... I'm sure Texas is better than that this year. They look better than that. Ewers is healthy, and he's a really good player. But I don't I, – I, I just can't do it. My conscience won't allow me. 
but they're going to have Houston, BYU after Oklahoma. Kansas State has got to come there. They got to go to TCU. They got to go to Iowa State. I mean, Texas should be able to be that team right now. I I don't think it'll happen in the Pac-12. I think we'll cannibalize each other like we always do. And I think you'll get your perennials out of the SEC, probably two. And it'll be Michigan or Ohio State uh, as the other one. So Michigan, Ohio State, maybe Texas, and then your two SEC teams. And then it's as boring as hell like it usually is. <laughs> I feel a little but, offended by that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot about your Penn State Nittany Lions, but they don't ever win. Did. <laughs> they, certainly did. I mean, they haven't won. They haven't done it. You know, they haven't overcome we those haven't other had two. We have a Drew Aller either. No, uh, no. I haven't seen the team much this year, to be honest with you. Uh, so uh, pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like October usually separates everybody, and, and it's probably the same as, as it always is. But uh, I, I agree we, with you there. Let me ask you this. And, 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 and looking at where USC is right now, how realistic is it that you think they can run the table? Not. No. <laughs> not realistic. I mean, you look at every game, and if they continue to win uh, the previous week – they're going to be favored to win every game down the stretch. But like Brady said, there's going to be a game where, where he tweaks an ankle or something. You know, he runs around a lot. Uh, and there's going to be a game where they're not ahead and somebody is going to be able to score with them because the defense just it doesn't stop anybody. So – and people run the ball on them quite easily. And you can keep the ball away from them and run clock, uh, perhaps, if you create a lead. So uh, it's not realistic to think of them running the table just in the perspective of the past, right? Same with Penn State. But uh, look, at you got – they're going to go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a physical team, and that's like the Bruce Springsteen concert right in the middle of your season. Are they more physical than Ohio Siskins? Toughness! Oh. Yeah. I mean, no, playing at Notre Dame is like, you know, going to the your only dead show in your life or going to see Springsteen. It's all just white arms against you. You know, just flying white arms. And it's the inside What's, of people's arms, you know, because they got their arms up. So it's really white, you know. What does uh, that mean, all white arms? Just all screaming white people in the crowd. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's a hell of a it's, – it's a – I mean, Brady, it's old hat to you. I mean, but for yeah. most people – Take the field in a place like Notre Dame. It's a once-in-a-lifetime type of feeling, and it's a, it's a crazy game to play in. So you never know what the hell's going to happen. Uh, so USC-Notre Dame. Uh, then they got to have Utah, yeah. and who knows what their situation is. Cam Rising may play at some point one day. Uh, so, I mean, the first six games for USC were – were pretty easy teams, you know, San Jose State, Nevada. Their combined wins or all their opponents is six wins. Right, and now everybody down the stretch other than Cal is ranked. Right. Right, or or UCLA's not. But, I mean, that – so, no. To me, it's just – it's not realistic. But it'll be fun to watch whatever happens because Caleb Williams is so spectacular and such a talent. And I love the the back, uh, zero – Marshawn Lloyd, uh, he's emerged. I wish they would give him the ball a little bit more. 
But I, I think their identity is their identity, and I think Lincoln Riley knows uh, what exactly what they are, and that must be how he wants it to be. Otherwise, they would have done something different at coordinator. Get him on Twitter, at the old P. Petros Papadakis, he is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on the Blowtorch AM570 LA Sports, a Fox college football analyst and not a believer in the USC Trojans. They've got to be careful, Petros. Well, I because, mean, what do you mean a believer? I mean, well, they're going to win 10 games. I, that's good. I, you know, I mean, those are great. That's great. But I, I'm just are we saying, talking about the title? I'm just saying you got to be careful because Lincoln Riley will pull your credentials if you're too critical of him. So I won't even – look, they keep winning. He won't have to worry about me okay you know Dion loses a few more he might have to start worrying that he's gonna fall okay he's gonna fall to the Petros Papadakis zoom call (laughs) (laughs) where I say hey coach how's it going uh my name's Petros Papadakis that's Alex Faust our play-by-play guy Brad Weimer our producer our director Brian Biederman uh how's the week been a tough week for you coming off a loss but uh I'm sure the guys have bounced back how's everybody feeling (laughs) Papadakis Um, Petros uh we'll do it again next week always a good time you lose last week, Coach Prime, but your team still has a lot of fanfare. How's it going? <laughs> uh, get him on Twitter. I saw that Da Baby and Lil Baby and Baby Face and Baby yeah. Face Nelson and Big Baby, Baby Jesus. Face. They were yeah. all down there on the sideline. Yeah. Kevin Garnett. Here he is. I've been waiting for this Petros. Yeah. I've been waiting for this Petros the whole whole interview. Yeah. Well, you guys ask me college football I questions. Know. LeVar gets all worried that I don't mention Penn State. Well, I did. I got a little, I got a little tight know, on honestly, it. Honestly, they almost – I have to I have to admit, I never think about Penn State. Oh, man. Okay. I just don't. I don't know. No. Ever since. I don't think about y'all either. I, I know. I, I, I know. That, but, wow. you know. But as an analyst, you should know who we are Damn. this year for certain. Yeah, we are. I don't know. That's right. I don't yeah, know. We are. You know, we'll see what happens around Halloween. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, no one requires, you know, every time we come to a Penn State game, that Franklin guy goes, uh, we don't want them because they're not here. And it's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's at the old P on Twitter. Uh, Petros, uh, always fun, man. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Thanks, P. Whatever. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.